You're listening to The Itch. My name is KC. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. What's up? I'm Eva from Eva Under Fire. Apparently, I am now the fourth person on The Itch podcast. So, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah. <Woo-hoo>. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And this week, we're scratching the itch to have a fourth person on the podcast and our first repeat guest. And so, welcome, Eva. We're very happy to speak with you again. What's up? Yeah, no, it was uh, really cool that uh, you guys wanted me to come back so soon. And um, for our Christmas edition, right? I have my little Claus is coming to town t-shirt on. I'm ready to rock. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Yes. And this will be released on Christmas Eve and this will be titled Christmas Eva. So we're so proud no. of ourselves for that. Oh, great. <laughs> How clever. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's too perfect not to do. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't resist. We just, we just had to. <laughs> I unfortunately already wore the only Christmas shirt that I own yesterday to a Christmas thing. And so I'm not dressed festively. I'm back in black again as, as rock musicians and rock media people do. Yeah, we usually look like we're going to a funeral. That is festive, right? I mean, I have red and green on top of the black shirt that I have on, but it's still a black shirt. I mean, we're checking the boxes. That's a good point. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, we're here to talk Christmas mostly and the events leading up to the holidays here and some of the events that'll be coming after the holidays, namely for you and the band. Actually, Casey and Dan, I know you guys had a great time at the show. So the last time we <laughs> talked to you was the day of the show on the Skillet Tour in St. Louis. The last date of the tour. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, it's funny. I was going to, I was like, when are they going to bring up the fact that like, are they going to land base my performance? What are we going to do here? <laughs> <laughs> We trapped they remember you. that we met, right? We actually met like in real life, right? Not just yeah, yes, house. yes. And it, interestingly enough, it's exactly two months to the day that we talked. Oh, <laughs> oh holy smokes! Yeah, <laughs> we had so much fun last time. Time just flies, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know what's crazy is that there's been a whole other tour that's been in there since yeah. that. Right, this has been a wild year. So, but yeah, let's start at the uh, the end of the skillet tour. Please tell me that you guys loved it. Please tell everybody that. You loved it. <laughs> It was awesome. And honestly, and I'm being dead honest. You guys were the best band on that tour. Like there was no doubt. I, you know, I have, I have much respect for Adelita's way and much respect for skillet, but you guys killed it. You were the best band. Like it was, it was, it was hard to watch the rest of the show after seeing such a great performance from you guys. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But seriously, I'm blushing. Oh, that's... <laughs> and, and Dan's a straight shooter. He's not, he doesn't bluff that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. He, he means what he says. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it was crazy great because you guys are all like a podcast of rock music fans. So like, I assume when I, even when we first got on the call, I was like, oh yeah, these guys have been to a ton of concerts. Like uh, you can tell, yeah. you know, concert goers, <laughs> people that love music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, so to hear that from a person that loves rock and roll so much, I'm like, what? For yeah. real? Yeah. Thank you. And that was probably the first time I've seen Adelita's Way in Skillet too, to be honest. So they were great, but you guys were just very, very impressive. You know, one of the things that also I wanted to shout out to you, you, you had us blushing because you <laughs> shouted us out on stage. And I literally had tears in my eyes because like we've been doing this thing, uh, you know, as a local radio show for 17 years. And like we've never had that kind of recognition on stage. And so that really meant a lot to us. So thank you for that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. 
we tried to get your attention. That was one, one of the only times I've ever not gotten anybody's attention <laughs> at a concert because I'm about six foot seven and 300 pounds. So <laughs> and loud and very loud. And we tried, but we were too far away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just, you know, the other thing I get so distracted by, too, because everybody that has been on stage will know with the can lights that you're you're up there and you've got like the other additional like house lights and stuff that are, you know, up and down throughout the show and yeah. So we, I can't, unless you're, it's like tunnel vision, like road two. Right. I can't see you. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was awesome. And I had to make mention of this because I was a part of your, your Facebook fan group and somebody was commenting that you shouted them out on stage. And then another person was like, I didn't get a shout out on stage. And then I had to chuckle and like, well, we got it. We got a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not trying uh, to start internet controversy here. No, 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 <laughs> no. We've blown Casey's ego up a little bit. Yeah. Okay, there. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, I did. <laughs> it's just kind of funny that I saw that. That made me laugh. That was great. That is fun. Uh, you know what? And I love that you guys are involved in the fan group too, because, you know, one of the things that's been so fantastic for us to see is just the camaraderie that yes. can be built around music in general but when it's your music when it's my music it's like wow this right. this does speak to people and i love that and like we've had people that have been like christmas exchanging gifts and like buying sticks for other like fans and like sending <laughs> lyric sheets to other people like this is their christmas gifts is like my handwritten stuff i'm like i love all of you <laughs> awesome. yeah that's so, great it was definitely the uh the merry christmas eva edition in the fan group i was like wow you guys are amazing this is amazing <laughs> Yeah. And we tried to get there early enough to try to see you before the show started, but we, we failed at that. But yeah. uh, we were able to uh, to see you at the side of the stage, which was very awesome. We were thrilled to be able to at least thank you in person for the interview. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. I'm so glad that you guys were able to come hang out. And, uh, you know, the energy that you're seeing, too, on stage is like we've been waiting for this opportunity. Right. <laughs> for a million years, you know. So when we get out there, we're genuinely happy and excited and this is you know some of the biggest stages that we've played on and i'm just so elated to finally be back at the rock show so and i can i can feel it from the fans too the audience is just fantastic so it was a great energy to be part of i'm so glad you guys got to come check it out <laughs> yes yeah that was the other thing with with you saying st louis where's the chat <laughs> and the, the crowd's like I don't know if we should cheer that. <laughs> we don't talk about that in public. I'm like, no, no, the podcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> we need to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> so that you know, as you see, that was the last night of the skillet tour. And then right after that, you went on tour with, I believe, Theory of a Dead Man in 10 Years. Um, how, how would you compare those two tours? Wildly different. I mean, <laughs> really? it was incredible in both regards you know we had so much fun on both tours i just think skillet handled their stuff a lot differently than theory did um which makes sense because everybody has their own perspective about what needs to be done in this type of environment and how to keep your business on the road right Mm -hmm. so it was definitely um just different with regard to you know restrictions and things like that uh, playing vaccinated mandated shows with theory um but, you know, those audiences were still just as excited to be there and the fans were still just as into it. And so, like, it was kind of cool to see that, like, 
we can still get out there and do our thing regardless, you know, like it's finally like the world has come back to a space enough where it allows for concerts in any and all circumstances. And some people choose to handle things a little different because, you know, let's face it, this pandemic threw everybody for a loop. No one knows what the right answer is, you know, just yet we're, we're still getting there. But to see that both bands were so kind the theory of a dead man guys are just sweet people, you know, but we, we personally ran into a lot of things on that tour. Um, some of us had experienced a lot of really just terrible things. Like, yes, my uncle passed away when we were on tour with theory and, um, Chris had to come back home because his dad was having a hard time in the hospital. And so there's just so much stuff that like, as new touring musicians, we went through a lot. And the next day, every single person in Theory's camp came to us, whether they were bandmate or crewmate, and was like, if there's anything we can do, let us know. We're a team here. We're a family here. We, we truly want you guys to feel supported. So just whatever you got to do, we get it. Let us know if there's anything we can help with. Wow. And it was so great to just, you know, yeah, because these aren't best friends. We haven't known these guys and toured together for, you know, five or 10 years or anything. You know, it's not, you know, we we go out there and we understand this is a business for them, but for them to extend that to us. Yeah. It felt like validation for me, confirmation for me that rock and roll is where I belong. Cause people like this exist in rock music. Yeah. And we definitely want to send our condolences to, to you and Thank you. the bandmates with that situation. It's a terrible thing. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately in my circumstance, right. There's no way to fix that, but right family's able to be you know i mean i'm I'm back home now so i can help support my people and um you know chris's dad's getting a little bit inching better and better every day so you know things like that are looking up but um it was just really intense it was a very intense tour for us yeah and then there was routing stuff because of weather too because mm-hmm. of where we were at on the map right so it's just like like did you guys see my tiktok video where we lost fender in the middle of south dakota <laughs> Oh, gosh. We wanted to ask you about that, actually. We heard that there were some funny stories about driving through the snow. Maybe funny is the word. We'll find out here. Some yeah. funny stories. <laughs> yeah, so, so one, of, one of the South Dakota dates, I think it was the, the casino date, got canceled because of weather. What we ended up doing, and we're, we're in like a traveling vehicle that's like it we're not in like a bus. Right. So it's, it's yeah. our van and trailers like big as far as, you know, personal vehicles are considered, but they're not tall. Like, right. so it, the wind advisories are a lot worse for, for semis and for tour buses. So we didn't realize that there was a storm coming through. We just went on our merry way right after the show and we drove maybe two hours through the night. So we were closer to the next day. So when we got on the road the next day was when we got the message that, theory couldn't make it through because of their buses and their semis and uh when we got on the road we were like oh it doesn't seem that bad and then we started hearing about road closures and then we started hearing theory can't make the show and then we were kind of like okay well maybe we should be careful and as we were kind of like scanning the area right we could like see it off in the distance like the wind blowing like the snow across the road and the the road at one point turned into an entire sheet of ice like we joke now that we like skated to the yeah. next show in our <laughs> in our band because it was like that bad I, I drove the shoulder for like an hour and a half straight because there was no other space that wasn't covered in ice 
And I was like, wow, no wonder why they couldn't make it. This is crazy. Wow. Yeah. And then in a separate windstorm, we heard a thwunk (laughs) and I was driving and the guys were like, that's probably some ice or something fell off the trailer. I was like, guys, how come I can see the trailer tires? Oh, no. <laughs> there's supposed to be a fender that covers the trailer tires and they're like oh my god pull over <laughs> <laughs> oh man it well, was fun at least you can laugh about it now that's for sure because there's yeah. uh i mean there's been some definitely sad stories that come out from just touring on the road right right uh recently because you know nobody's been driving for you know 20 months or so <laughs> right until recently <laughs> yeah right yeah exactly yeah well there's two options right you can laugh or you can cry so i choose yeah. to laugh and move on my yeah. Life. <laughs> yeah no kidding we're glad that you guys made it through that and that you were so well taken care of as you mentioned um when you know when some things were going were going wrong during during that whole touring process that's that's really cool that you could be out with people as you said that you may not have known very well but still were you know ready and willing to you know treat the entire tour like family that's really cool yeah yeah, yeah. it was it was they're just wonderful people i mean and i can't say enough good things about skillet and their team um we felt very much like you know extended family on that tour for sure as well so i mean overall i mean this is our first year out we've been out with buck cherry we've been out with skillet we've been out with theory and uh i'm sad i had to come home <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just, I bet. Stay out on the road. Can, can we just stay? That'd be great. In about three years, you'll be regretting that statement. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, it's still like, good right now. I know there's there's a lot of like seasoned musicians that are laughing at us because we're like kids in a candy store, right? We're, They're right. like, "Don't worry, it wears off." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Let us enjoy it now, though." Okay, we'll we'll get to the wearing off when it happens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right now, exactly. we're just having fun. When, when the second fender falls off the bus, <laughs> and if it does wear yeah. off, that's when you think yeah. you're gonna two-year hiatus and then you know it's another post-pandemic tour basically <laughs> there you go yeah always take a break if it wears thin right <laughs> do you guys have dates booked yet for the new year or is that still kind of a work in progress or not announced i haven't seen anything yet it is a work in progress okay it is a work in progress if i had secrets i'd be like i have secrets but i, I don't <laughs> have any secrets i do have uh some, some really cool maybes so what we're gunning for is tours that have not been announced yet nice and those are some big tours so fingers crossed all right (laughs) that we will be invited into a even bigger space than what we were playing which i mean there's 2000 cap rooms that skillet and theory were playing too which is a far cry from my bar gigs which is (laughs) what we're doing before um so we're moving we're moving still and everything now with the pandemic is definitely different as far as, you know, what to expect and when you can expect to confirm things. Um, but they know that we're very ready and willing and yeah. nimble. So we'll all get <laughs> yeah. the truck if you tell me tomorrow that there's stuff for us to go do. We'll go do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw you comment on the uh, From Ashes to New question. It was like, who wants to open for us? You're like, us, we will. <laughs> like, that would be that would be a really good, good tour, to be honest. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was three seconds away from messaging Matt, like I volunteer as tribute. I'm like, no, I'm just a little too desperate. Like, I'm just gonna back it up a little bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think too that um, you know, us not knowing what's coming up for the new year too, we're chomping in the bit. So it would be great to go out 
of those guys as well but um you know they've they're also it's like a headline tour for them so yeah. i think they're trying um to give somebody else a shot at uh and maybe do some cross genre stuff they were like you know don't forget to uh mention your favorite you know rappers and stuff like that too and it's like oh that's pretty sick so yeah. i think they're trying to do something a little bit different with this tour um but if i mean hey if they call me we're not going to say no <laughs> How was it working with From Ashes to New? I know you were on one of their singles every second, I believe it was. Yeah, so it was it was super fun. Um, it was the first opportunity that I had while working on, with label uh, bands, mm -hmm. right? So, um, but but I kind of knew that I was brand new, right? So and I was kind of, you know, probably shoved people's throats and they're gonna be like who's this person um so i showed up at one of their shows like ahead of you know working with them just to say hi um me and my bubbly self try to get on their good side before they you know come down with the hammer like hey this person can be on your song um but, but it, it worked out right because they were like we should have just done our own song like why rehash something yeah. you know that we already released and i was like well that was the label's idea but i like where you're going with this so yeah, yeah. Then we did our song um they're gonna feature on one of our songs so nice. we do his suggestion right so which was Fantastic. which was super rad yeah, so that so we're really excited, cool. but I and that's all I'm gonna say is our song. You guys yeah. will see once we uh, announce the record and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, Matt's on there, so it'll be cool. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, Better Noise just always has lots of great stuff going on with with all their artists. I know that they just released a Christmas album, which featured you guys covering the first Noel. Uh, just a quick question: Are you the one at your family Christmas that's always singing karaoke to the Christmas songs? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm like, not even like, I pretend like I'm ashamed about it, but it's been happening for years. So. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Me too. I, I was a little kid, like, you know, the whole family's got their little Christmas party going on. I'm just off there singing Christmas carols over there by myself. <laughs> by myself. <laughs> by <laughs> yep. Didn't care. Yeah. But, uh, but no, um, the, the album was great. Was that a song that you guys already had recorded prior to, or is this something that you just did recently for the Christmas album? The Christmas thing was a one-off. Yeah, we did. Um, actually, the uh, Fritz Noel was on their Christmas playlist last year. And so now that they've done like the full like playlist, and I don't know if they've printed like a mashup album or something, but they definitely, they wanted, I love that they wanted to include it again, which was super cool. So yeah, they've got the playlist that has um, the Christmas with Better Noise, that, the album from last year, and then a couple of newer tracks that, that they were recorded during this year, presumably, to kind yeah. of add on to that. And there's some pretty good stuff on there. You have a, a very, a very beautiful and faithful cover of the first Noel. Um, All Good Things is on there. They have a really good song called Are You Coming Home? Yeah. And then there's a handful of, of tracks in there that, that we're, uh, we're quite enjoying this holiday season. Oh, there were some funny ones, too. Uh, what was there was like a punk Christmas rock. Christmas Dion. Yeah, the, the Little Stranger <laughs> song on there. It's, a, it's called Christmas John. Uh, yeah. It's like yeah. a rap track. There was, yeah. There was, no, <laughs> there was a rap track. It was kind of, it it's kind of uh, goofy. Yeah, and I think Corey Marks, Corey Marks's once was fun too. Yes. He, yeah, he did an, another another kind of like fun rendition. Sorry, my cat is really angry that I was You're not mentioning him. <laughs> um, but the yeah, cat wants to join. Was, That's uh, fine. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great playlist. Yes, we're enjoying that. I've been I've been looking through a number of of just different rock playlists and and songs and stuff like that. I'm like, one of these days we're going to put out our own like 
you know itch compilation to to add to the noise of all of this mm. but that'd be fun yeah, yeah. Def- definitely pulling a few from that one and we we yeah. actually played uh the first noel uh version on our radio show this past sunday yeah. <laughs> complete with your with your liner from the last episode uh, the last yeah. episode <laughs> <laughs> we, we love them all in there yeah. you go <laughs> Great. we've got a tra- it's just tradition we we do we get into the the holiday music during the season um our go-to is is one of casey's favorites yeah uh gary hoey uh we have a, a double album of his and we play the, the vast majority of it also uh august burns red does really killer christmas music as well nice i had no idea august burns red i'm gonna have to check that out yeah honestly i like august burns red's christmas music way better than i like the regular <laughs> albums honestly i mean it could be because the vocal style isn't my thing and and their their christmas albums are instrumental yeah but they're just yeah. they're just fantastic heavy versions of you know all the songs that you know and a few that you might not they are really a go-to if you want christmas rock oh that's fantastic well and i mean who doesn't love right the trans-siberian orchestra mm-hmm. the carol of the bells version of trans-siberian orchestra is my favorite christmas song ever I mean, yeah. the way that it's done and the heavy guitars, like you're saying, and stuff like that is just so cool, right? And I, I grew up with traditional Christmas music, I guess, you know, and so I, yeah. I love the classics, but like stuff like that was really, really incredible. I'd say, yeah, that one, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra just became a thing unto itself. And they, that, that song pretty much is like a modern classic. You know, you have your era of like, you know, the Sinatras and Bing Crosby's and all those, those Christmas Dean classics Martin. and the Dean Martins and all those mm-hmm. things. And then more recently, you have stuff like the TSO, and they're just such Mariah masters. Carey. What's that? It's in Mariah Carey. And Mariah Carey, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that brings me a whole other question. Casey's <laughs> oh, no. giving that one a thumbs down. The controversial Christmas songs and the 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 amount of love Ooh. and hatred that Mariah Carey gets. <laughs> yeah, did you know that Homegirl is so famous? She's got her own like Christmas version of the McDonald's menu. Oh, what? I'm like, why is this a thing? Like, I, okay, so my my sound guy, I, I, I guess I have to tell you the full story now. My sound guy is like the deals, okay? So he loves deals so much that his nickname is Captain Coupon, okay? This guy <laughs> will find deals in any capacity, no matter, I mean, we're all broke musicians on the road. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to hang out with this guy. So he's got the McDonald's app. And I opened the app to get like my dollar off my coffee. And they're like advertising the Mariah Carey Christmas menu. And I'm like, she has one mega famous Christmas song. Like she doesn't define Christmas. That I have to get a notification on my McDonald's (laughs) menu or something. Get out. How much money does this woman have? Like stop. I don't know. (laughs) Way too much. Once you reach that status where of of diva, then it's just like they'll invent bizarre things just for you, I guess. Things that don't need to exist. Right. I'm like, she doesn't need this coupon. Okay. I need this coupon. Can I just get to my coupon, please? I'm like, order my coffee. Thank you. I just need my my coupon. And she's so polarizing that that could have a negative effect where people were like, oh, not eating McDonald's now. Like, (laughs) call call me when you got the wham menu and we'll. Oh, I'm leaving. (laughs) <laughs> oh, man. oh man all right i gotta know now that we're on to christmas i needed to survey the room with a question i mentioned to you guys that you know the eternal question the other day yeah when is it appropriate to start your holiday celebrations when do you put up the tree when do you start playing the music this is this is a super controversial question but everybody has some feelings about it <laughs> 
when do you start it and when do you end it yeah when do you end Ooh, it that's a great question a good, yeah you guys are trying to get me canceled because i'm, I'm <laughs> we'll answer it too if that's of any help <laughs> unpopular opinion i literally put up my christmas tree like probably november 1st and i don't take it down till after new year sorry nice. i'm like one of those people oh. well, so what how now i have to defend myself how it started <laughs> was i don't want to have to decorate more than once yes so i'm just gonna leave it up for all of the things that are festive right yeah, yeah. i was even considering putting up a christmas tree putting halloween decorations on it and just exchanging <laughs> the halloween decorations for the, the regular bulbs for christmas right because it's just it's all festive and I, I like participating, <laughs> but I'm not doing this whole like take it up, put it down, take it up, put it down, switch it out, all this thing. Number one, now that we're actually touring is a thing, I don't know that I'm gonna have any time to do any right, of that. Yeah. Mm, yeah, uh, right. but secondly, I just I enjoy being <laughs> festive. So I can I'll listen to Christmas music the whole dang time and I'll put up all my decorations <laughs> nice. and just let it go. Yeah. I'm one of those people. Sorry. See, no, you don't have to apologize. No See, need to apologize, yeah. I see in my household, we tend to leave the tree up too long. Well, well after the new year's. And so there's been times where I'm like, what if we just leave it up all year and it just becomes the holiday tree. And here now, now it's the Valentine's tree. Now it's the St. Patrick's tree. Now, now it's the 4th of July tree. Dan does something similar with flags at his house. And I was just thinking about doing that with the Christmas tree. So I don't have to worry about taking the sucker down again. I mean, it makes sense to me. I, but I switch my flags out every month. <laughs> Yeah, a different flag every month, a different a different tree decoration every month. Keep it real simple, you know. <laughs> just throw some hearts on there, some shamrocks. It'll be fine. That's a lot of, that's a lot of money on ornaments. Yeah. Eh, just cut them out of paper or something. I don't know. I haven't. It's it's a half baked idea. I haven't gone all the way through with it yet. My tree is too big and takes up too much of my living room. That's like, fair. Would, when do you put it up though, Dan? That's the question. Uh, well, after Thanksgiving, like okay. we, we this time, just because of of my children, uh, we put it up the weekend after Thanksgiving, but. Normally, that's like halfway through December before stuff gets out. My, my really only beef with the whole thing of, of Windows, you know, Christmas celebration starts is that I, I like Thanksgiving to have its moment and not be impeded upon. If Thanksgiving yeah. were a little earlier, then, you know, yeah, pull Christmas back with it. That's fine. So, I mean, as long as they both get their own space and time, it's whatever. You can start early if you feel like it. Yeah, that's, okay. the, that's, the, that's the only time I think it's acceptable when Thanksgiving actually falls late. You know, <laughs> if, it, if it's late, then, yeah, you can get an early jump on it. But. I don't know. It doesn't I, just, I, I just had to ask. Quit, quit it. <laughs> Stop with all the Christmas because it's not. It's not Christmas. <laughs> so one of the things I wanted to say is that, uh, you know, there's been a lot of articles, podcasts, chats men mentioning that the future of rock is female. And I've had the pleasure of being able to see some bands live and, and uh, just getting their new albums out. You know, there's with bands like Eve Under Fire, The Dead Duds, Lilith Czar, Plush, and The Warning making huge impressions this year. Is that a statement that you agree with? And if so, why? Why do you feel that the future is female? I believe that is an accurate statement. And here's why. Uh, because women are really fierce and we're really tired of watching everybody else get their shot at rock music, right? So I think it's just, we have the tenacity and now that the gate's been open, now it's just a floodgate, right? I feel like there's going to be a lot more like females that are encouraged and um, feel confident enough to tackle rock music. I mean, I say that because I was a person at one time that was too shy for rock and roll. I really was. I mean, when I was a kid, I was like, there's no way I can be, I'm not that cool. 
right? But I feel like now this has been kind of like open to um, interpretation. And uh, a lot of women are just taking the bull by the horns, man. I think that there's a lot of really, really cool opportunities for women in rock music, for sure. Do you think that, is it one similar, like one kind of event that's sparked this or one band? Or do you think that just kind of, that's the sign of the times? I don't know. Um, I, I, probably a lot of those things, right? Probably so many things that kind of happen at one time, right? To kind of allow a new, I guess, path to be carved. But I mean, a there perfect was, storm. <laughs> yeah, the perfect storm. Exactly. Like, I, and I feel like there was, you know, obviously front runners like, uh, you know, Pat Benatar and Joan Jett, and you know, um, even even those, um, you know, I guess godmothers of of the industry, uh, paving the way from the eighties on forward. And, and even before that in different variations, you know, women that were uh, in very prominent figures in, in music. Um, but I think women in rock music and women in contemporary rock music, um, active rock music is, uh, is a little bit different. It's a little bit heavier. It's a little bit more abrasive. And I think genuinely those were pretty masculine concepts, mm-hmm. but I think that now more than ever, women are more willing to embrace all sides of themselves and we talk a lot now right to encourage each other to you know yeah i know i i i'm validating that emotional experience it's not all rainbows and butterflies all the time we're not supposed to just sit here and not be heard anymore and and now that we're able to air out that frustration or um encourage each other in rock music i know that our stuff lyrically is more uplifting i guess but it's it's somewhere that i feel like now that women have had kind of a taste of being able to really have that as a, as an outlet for expression to have rock music as an outlet of expression. We're not ready to let it go. Nice. (laughs) Feels nice. Right. (laughs) To be able to get up there and just headbang and, you know, friggin' do, do whatever, say whatever, be with people who get you, you know? And I think that that's no longer just for guys. And one of my favorite moments, I think one of the defining moments for the year, and I'm not sure if you saw this, but like at the 2021 20, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, the Go-Go's got inducted. And I remember one of the members was held the like the, the induction trophy up. I don't exactly know what it is, but she's like, you know, if, if there's more females in this Hall of Fame, there's going to be more of us that are going to be here eventually. So uh, it's just like, and that's the truth. I feel like that is the case that there's more and more prominent female um artists that have made a name for themselves over the last years that have inspired more females to rock out. And it's, I think now is just kind of the culmination with bands like yourselves and, and other bands, like it's just fantastic for rock music in general too. Cause you know, they always say that it, the, it's like a melting pot, you know, the best of all worlds make the best. So. I, I do think that um, it makes for a much better space wherever you are to have so much diversity you know um one of the other interviews that i had um written into uh it was just a a written um response type of thing and that was one of the questions on there was you know what what do you think diversity where do you think diversity has a place in pop culture like it it, everywhere um because everybody needs representation and the more representation that you have more people are encouraged and validated and supported and can talk about you know it's not not that we all have to be the same and love the same thing. It's about all of us being different and still loving something that we have in common. You know, I think that's really beautiful because we can talk about our differences as though they are good things because they are. It's really cool to see that that's starting to 
to happen, you know, um, and, and people, even I see the, the, the new theme on social media, you know, people used to gatekeep a lot of like goth culture and certain aesthetics and things like that. Oh, you're not really emo. You're not really goth, you know? And, and nobody likes that anymore. Nobody, everybody's yeah. like, why, right. why are you hating? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, like, yeah. why do you gatekeep this? This is so cool. Like, I love that new generations of people are finding this style and loving it and redoing certain things to, fit a current aesthetic they've changed some things now now it's it's you know looks like it used to but not quite because this new generation is taking over so it's, it's fun to see all of that kind of happening and i love that it's being discussed so openly yeah and one thing that the itch personally took some pride in is um we had daisy dead of the dead deads we interviewed her about a month before we interviewed you the first time and uh she posted on her Instagram that she was in Nashville watching you perform. And so that was kind of ah. two worlds kind of melding together. Yeah, for us, two worlds. And then just, you know, and the kind of talk touching on what you're talking about, it was, you know, artists, sporting artists, women supporting women, everything going on there. We love when we see those intersections of people that we've spoken. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. I love, uh, I love knowing that too. I'll have to, I'll have to say hi just because. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we're talking about representation and, and and diversity and stuff like that. Even just some of the bands you mentioned, we've talked about the Dead Dads. Their their album's going to end up somewhere on our top twenty of the year. I know we've we've seen you guys recently. We uh, Dan got to see uh, Lilazar, you know, and Evanescence and Hailstorm recently. I, I'm thinking about like Spirit Box. Their album is one of the most like highly anticipated ones of the year. It's this this fantastic piece of work. You can't forget plush man that album is fantastic well that's what i was getting to it's that's not even sick just, album it's not necessarily even just gender it's also age because like plush and yeah. the warning these are like teenagers and yeah and they're and they're breaking out and they've got all this buzz and, and people are loving what they're doing i just think that's really cool that's like you're talking about that new generation like kind of sort of wanting to break down the idea of gatekeeping and I, I, that's what makes me think of bands like that these they're young they are I think both of those bands are entirely women and they're out there and people are loving it. Yeah. That's the other cool thing is like these young people are taking the opportunity to just, you know, the, the internet is such an Avenue, right? So like we all get a chance to get on here and do our, you know, shoot our shot, I guess. Mm -hmm. If people love it, then you're going to know because everybody will be, they all have access to, youtube and tiktok and you know so like it's it's really cool for me to I, i've loved music for my whole life i've been singing for almost my whole life so when i get onto you know the tiktok platform or instagram stories and stuff like that, that's very popular too and i just do my thing and there's so many people that are like that's super rad or oh your voice is perfect for this song or oh i'd love to hear you if you tried this or have you heard of this artist? I think you'd love them. Like, it's so cool. So cool. It's very cool. Shout out to Hyro the Hero for doing the algorithm videos. <laughs> Did you say, oh, uh, yeah. We yes. watched those the other yes. day. He's, yeah. He's killing it. <laughs> He's killing it. <laughs> I love Hyro. When you guys just recently shot a new music video for Unstoppable that looked like a lot of fun. Just talking about that new track, is that, kind of about the you know the situation you were just talking referring to with women is it is that kind of what that track is referring to no um you know it's funny that that's the interpretation though and i love to hear that but the song originally that i had the reason i had written it was because that's my parents love story so mm. um they were kind of the you know 1980 
burnouts and nobody ever thought they were going to do anything or go anywhere. And they had a wonderful marriage for, I don't know, my whole life uh, until some things caught up with them, you know, cause they were, they were uh live fast, die young type of couple. Mm-hmm. It's, it was kind of their story because they were, they were truly, you know, kindred spirits. Um, even if it spun out of control in the end, but it was, it was cool that, you know, unstoppable can be taken so many different ways and apply to so many different situations, but the, the actual music video and the stolen Corvette that's in there uh, <laughs> is because my dad used to steal his sister's Corvette and go pick up my mom for joy rides. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, yeah. so it, was, it was true life, true life, unstoppable. <laughs> that fits so perfectly into what you're saying about like creating this more like uplifting and encouraging music. And when you have, you know, just a theme like that, with this track unstoppable that that you said can be applied to so many different things people can hear that and find ways to be you know encouraged or or to apply that to their own their own lives and take it to to use it to how it serves them best too it's a very interesting thing about art (laughs) yeah i hope i hope people you know use it for i don't know anything powerlifting and you know (laughs) figuring out their homework i don't know you know whatever it is that you're gonna have to be unstoppable about go for it but there you go that's that's the other cool thing like you mentioned about art is uh it doesn't really matter what the intention was i can use it for my own level of expression and air out whatever i need to get out um but once it's out there then i mean there aren't any rules about where it can apply to you know so yeah when i feel that like your new newer music has like a different sound or different kind of feel than anything off of like the anchors album Uh, every single year you've released so far kind of just seems to come out ready to conquer radio. You know, what would you credit to the evolution of your sound? Uh, we definitely, you know, we just grew as writers because we've been working together for so long. And I think uh, naturally when you've been in a band with people that you've built chemistry with over the years, it's going to have a natural progression. But definitely when we worked with the producer that um, did the album, he was kind of instrumental in helping me to, step outside of myself and the depth of lyricism that I was always so accustomed to Mm. and have fun with music. So it was, it was fun to me, like I said, even with like a kind of heavy story, like my parents' story was to have, you know, a snapshot moment that I write about that was actually kind of fun. So it changed the focus for sure. And and it kind of opened our eyes to, to a different version of the way that we write, which was cool. Really I cool. like it. That's for sure. I'm definitely excited for the uh, the new album coming out. Thanks. I'm. I, you know what? We 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 have put so much time into this <laughs> thing, and I just can't wait because everybody's like, "This track is really cool." And I love this track, and I'm like, "You guys <laughs> yeah. haven't heard half of it yet." I'm right. Sorry. Right. <laughs> and that's what was so funny talking with you last time is we. I think we missed it by like less than three weeks uh, after we talked with you the first time. You announced the the yeah. date. <laughs> you, yes. you, you couldn't tell us anything and then like almost immediately we're like ah we're just just missing out on that one. <laughs> now with, with so so you know just to make the announcement for anybody listening well actually I'll, I'll ask the question first you mentioned how you know there's still some uncertainty and and things getting rescheduled and this and that as of right now are we still on schedule for march 4th for the album to come out we're still on schedule for spring 22 spring. Okay. okay spring 22 all right that works. We're going to be, we're going to be on the lookout. We just need to know where to put that on our calendar. So we're checking for it. 
Yeah, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you guys that, uh, you know, Eva under fire socials will make plenty of announcements. So just keep keep us on your <laughs> on your radar. Like, right on. Care if it's Instagram and <laughs> Facebook or our website or TikTok or just keep checking back Eva under fire because uh, <laughs> spring 22 is going to be big. Excellent. Awesome. And it, is it set in stone that the album's name is Love, Drugs and Misery? <laughs> that part hasn't sure. changed. All right. Just to make sure. sure. Just All to right. be sure. <laughs> She's like, it's too good of a name. I won't to let them with. change everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> change. I get to title my art. It's main, right? And then yeah, they no. get to decide when it comes out. Hopefully it's going to be quickly because we've all been waiting. On this I know. But uh, there's plenty of, you know, I don't know. Worldwide pandemic is kind of a legit reason as to why yeah. everything's yeah. got to change. I get it. Um, but spring yeah. 22. Yeah, we we have a lot of grace for <laughs> for patients for that kind of thing. Because even right now, as we're talking here, we've had you know upswings in in COVID cases everywhere, and um, yeah, there's a lot of things you know sports events being canceled again, and it's starting to look like some of that stuff we didn't like in 2020. And so you know we are definitely going to be hoping that that doesn't uh, occur again. But we understand that that uh, a lot of things are still in flux at the moment. Yeah. So. Yeah, It'll I think, you know, eventually. what I'm encouraged by, even in the midst of all of this, is that people are still trying to figure out how to get through it instead mm-hmm. of just avoid, right? So I'm seeing that people aren't like shutting down, um, staying in place and right, but they are still mask wearing and washing hands and doing things to try to be healthy. And, you know, so I, I think that it's a, a different space in the fact that people are becoming accustomed to how to move with this thing. Right. Yeah. Like we're still moving yeah. through it instead of just, I don't know what to do with this. Right. So yeah. I think we've, we've made some important steps. I'm, I'm hopeful that this is just going to be, you know, I mean, tis the season for cold and flu. So that makes sense to me that there's going to be an uptick. Yeah. I'm nervous because we're, we're going on ship rocked in January. And uh, I mean, they're doing all the things, you know, vaccination, immunization. Uh, I have to have a negative test within three days. Uh, so I'm hoping that it's, you know, everything stays right. But it's just like you said, it's, you know, so it's kind of a waiting game now almost. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. So. That, and that's, you know, the, the, I guess the early part of 22 is going to have to be, you know, um, I guess we should all just be ready to be nimble. Yeah. Because if the ship is leaving, you need to be there. You know, it's, it's like weird, I guess maybe this thing could be teaching us how to live more in the moment now because you can't just plan for months in advance anymore that doesn't work right yeah got to be prepared for any and all opportunities so i'm game yeah well i mean you know no matter what happens and whether you know when the album comes out and whatnot we'll definitely have space for you here if you want to come back for round three and so (laughs) (laughs) yeah awesome guys you're our first repeat guest uh you you guys are quickly trying to edge Skindred out as the itch's official favorite band. So, whoa, <laughs> that's a big one, Dan. We got yours to you know to go, but uh, <laughs> but no, it's it. You're you're definitely you guys are are, are headed to great things, and and we hope that uh, we can help promote you during that time. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate that, and it's certainly what you guys are doing here. So, thanks again for all of the things, and uh, have a wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas, everybody. Appreciate it. Yes, you Merry too. Christmas. So thank you very much for listening to The Itch. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. I'm Aaron. I'm Eva. Till next time. See you guys. Merry (laughs) Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. 
If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the show. We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including the episode's playlist. And you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, or through Gmail and itchrocks.com, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.